Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition where your dental business mentors, myself and my partner, Dr. Justin Bullar. We take your questions and we break them down in a short little episode so we can give you the answers that you're wanting to know. So what have we got today, Justin? So we got a we got a great question. We're talking about, you know, a lot of folks want to grow their practice to those that two comma club, right? So basically, how do we get to one point five million dollars in revenue? The fastest track to that, or what's the best way to get to that? So uh, let's let's dive in. I mean, you've created a multi-million dollar practice. You've surpassed that revenue two, maybe three times. I don't know about that third multiple. You can comment on that, but it, you're, you've done it. It's, you're there. So let's dive in, and then we can we can hash this out. Yeah, I would say you know the first hurdle that we always tr- struggle with is getting to that one million mark, that eighty three k per month. And, and everyone, when you get there, you're like, I have arrived. I am here. I'm living the good life. And you really can, I mean, easily one practitioner office working four days a week can easily get to 1.5 million in collections. And I'm talking about you staying in PPOs, taking insurance, doing things ethically, you can do it. So if I had to say, what is a big part of that? And I would say part of that is having a large clinical suite. You have to have a lot of procedures that you can do. When we were growing and I was doing, I think the last time, last year that I finished was like 1.7 something. And that was just by myself before I had a, an associate. People say, how do you stay so busy? And it was really, I just wasn't referring a lot of things out. I was comfortable doing a lot of things. So I think the first thing to do is just take that CE and be comfortable enough to experiment and know that you're going to get better and just constantly work on your clinical skills. Because when you have a big clinical suite and you're not referring a lot of things out, you have a lot of needed treatment that your patients need that they can get from you at your office. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is I think you got to have a high new patient flow. And, and that always helps with all this. I know, I know you can do it with a low new patient flow. I know you can do comprehensive diagnosis. You can do large cases. You can be kind of this niche practice. But for most people, they need a high new patient flow, you know, 50, 60 plus new patients a month. And I think the easiest ways to do that is just to have an internet presence, to look at your internet presence when they Google your town and dentist, are you showing up up there? And then if you do show up in the first results, are you having enough reviews that people want to go and check out your Google business page, check out your reviews, or check out your website? So pretty much how can we drive more prospective patients into our Google business page or to our website? And then making sure our website is of a quality that it would want to convert that patient to a new patient phone call. And if, if you're not really placing very high on your Google results, you might want to check with the company that you're using. I mean, I've, I've, I've bounced around from company to company. I've been with the same one for about a year and a half, almost two years now. And I've been really happy with mine. If you're, if you're looking for someone, shoot us and shoot me an email. But anyway, you know, after that, it's scheduling protocols. And once you're busy, you can start getting creative about how you schedule. And the best way that I think is to schedule in the way that we talk about in Dental Business Mentor in our scheduling uh, module is block scheduling. Now, this is not Productive Dentist Academy blocking. It's a little bit different, but we're templating the schedule and we're making sure that we're saving spaces for big procedures. Okay, so we're always making sure that we see those big procedures. And then the last thing I have is just 
you got to have full hygiene, like two, three hygienists per doctor. Now, I know everyone's different. Everyone has their different preferences. But I find that that sweet spot for my associates is about three. Uh, sweet spot for me is two. I can see three. That's fine, too. But it, you, not that that's going to be all your production and collections, but that's going to keep your restorative schedule filled if you can get a full hygienist. So those are my big four that I would say is going to take you from, you know, that to the one million to the one point five million. All right, what do you think, Justin? Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. I mean, you you just you touched on all the big uh, big ones there. I mean, systems around all those things is important. So you got to have operational systems in all those areas, and and that's that's big, big, big. And so if you can plan now, obviously in this case we're we're talking about a startup, right? Because the fastest way to one point five is to buy a one point five million dollar practice. Yes. <laughs> I've done that a bunch of times, and uh, and just figure out how to maintain that revenue and run the show. So, but from a startup standpoint, the first thing I want to share is what we teach a lot of folks is to do a demographic study, right? I mean, the last thing you want to do is get yourself in a position where you open up in a, a demographic that's not favorable. You know, you open up in a one in seven, one in eight, one in nine dentist to patient population ratio. You're going to struggle. Like Paul mentioned, new patients is a big component of that. You're going to struggle in that area. And I've seen it time and time again. I filter through coaching applications, some folks who are in those sorts of demographics. And I can tell you, you can plan and plan all you want, but you know, you're, you're battling for a piece of market share that that's a highly competitive area. So, Mm -hmm. so if you're starting a practice, definitely get the demographics right to begin with, because you can make your life a lot easier uh, that way. Okay. So once you've done that, if you're convinced that's you're in a good demographic, then it goes back to what Paul said, you got to invest in yourself. And honestly, I don't even recommend anyone consider doing a startup until you can like you can do about 90% of the procedures that come through the door. You know, I'm not saying you gotta be able to do sinus lifts and, you know, dual drug IV sedation or you know, you don't got to get into all the different periodontal surgical procedures and stuff, but I think you should be able to do, you know, all the surgical exos, all the fillings, all the endos, be able to do some three to three veneers or cosmetic cases. I think you should be able to drop a few implants and that sort of thing. And if you're not, then at least have a plan in place where somebody can do these things. So for me, it's like, don't start until you're the person who's productive. The best place to, to increase those skills is to, to work for some, some other individual you know, some practice that's productive, you know, you can go away every other weekend educating yourself over that three-year period and not have to worry about running the practice. That's the owner's problem. And educate yourself and eventually go do your own thing. Now, strate- great strategic partnerships form in that way, FYI as well, just, you know, throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. But so you don't necessarily have to open on your own, but we've had plenty of those those beautiful partnerships. But let's let's break this down. Number one, doctor training, right? I, I call that dentist or provider capabilities. That's important. That doesn't just mean clinical. That means three areas, clinical, leadership, communication. Okay. And I talk about communication because for me, as far as I'm concerned, treatment acceptance is all about communication, like 99.9% of it. So if I were to list uh, talk about doctor training. I talk about that. Team training is important because you can you can get as many new patient calls to the office that you like. Spend you know tens of thousands of dollars a month to generate what we call leads. But if the team doesn't know how to answer that phone and get them into the chair, you're going to lose there, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third category is investing, like we said just a moment ago, in communication because treatment acceptance. So now that they're in your chair, can you actually get them to do the treatment that you you know that they you know, need. If it was you, you would do the treatment. If it was your mom or dad, you do the treatment for them. So, you know, how do you get the patient to do that treatment? And so for me, then the last part is, is controlling those operational expenses so that you can be profitable or look, this is two part. 
you're going to have to set aside working capital for investment into marketing, but you want to form good habits and exemplary fiscal responsibility from the get-go, have a plan in place for that so that over time, month after month, you're starting to see the company become more profitable more quickly. And when it does that, you reinvest into top-end growth by investing into marketing, which is the last piece, which is what you mentioned is double down, triple down on marketing strategies that are working, right? So mm-hmm. get the right get, get the right marketing strategies in place. My favorites are events. I really like events, not going to events and setting up a table and hoping someone stops by, but events in your practice. Uh, pay-per-click, which are Google AdWords, and do that intelligently. And then uh, direct mail. I really like that. But I won't dive into that because we do, we do have a uh, some folks that have asked us some questions about getting more new patients. So we'll answer that in that episode. But that's it, man. That's what I would do. I would start with doctor training, team training, marketing, and then managing overhead. Those are the four main categories. Yeah. And I like what you say about managing overhead, because I think a lot of people, when they open their practices, they just say, oh, I'm just going to go and, and, and I'm going to pay myself what's left at the end of the month. And then as they get bigger and get more business minded, they say, okay, I need to look at my overhead and how do I fix this when it should have been something that you kind of had a pulse on the whole time. Yep. hundred percent. All right. So what else, anything else that you want to add to that, Justin? I think we covered that one pretty good. And just like anything, these questions, there's so many things that little things that go into them. It's like we answer them from a very general perspective, but there's just, uh, you can go so granular if we really wanted to, but anything else about getting to that $1.5 million practice? I think the key right there, brother, is that, look, there's a very systematic path to get there. You got to focus on those big four, big five areas and develop the systems around those areas or just replicate systems that other people have used that are working, which is my favorite way, and get rolling, right? Like Mm -hmm. I said, find the right demographic, implement these things, get going. You know, you're going to get there pretty quickly. If you miss any one of these components, you'll get there more slowly and more painfully. And that's the bottom line. That's just, it's, that's how simple it is. But it's, it's not, it's not that there's not going to be hard work involved. It's just simple. It's just not easy. All right. Thank you, Justin. And if you have a question, please email it to us to info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Hey, Dr. Etch here. If you are like most dentists I talk to, you want to grow your practice. We all know that we didn't learn how to run a successful practice while we were in dental school. So where do we learn it once we get out into the real world? That's why myself and Dr. Justin Bullard created DentalBusinessMentor.com. If you want to know the tricks, the tips, the tactics that we use in our own practices, DentalBusinessMentor.com is for you. Over 175 videos, not to mention the documents, protocols, and checklists that we use to run our practices. We have modules on phone skills, mindset, reappointment and reactivation, leadership, culture creation, marketing, effective meetings, patient experience, case presentation, KPIs, scheduling, and collections, just to name a few. We will show you how to run the practice of your dreams. So if you are ready to take your practice and your life to the next level, check out dentalbusinessmentor.com and you have nothing to lose. We offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you aren't happy, we aren't happy. Go to dentalbusinessmentor.com and take the first step towards learning how to create a practice that helps you live a better life.